Hey everyone, and welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. Podcast to encourage, inspire, and bring change through Jesus. My name is Andy, and together with my wife Bianca, we are the lead pastors here at Catalyst Church. To find out more, check us out at catalystchurch.co.nz or on social media, catalystchurchnz. Now let's check out this week's message. Very good. Um, I I do have a message on my heart. It's really interesting. Every week when I come to to think about what I want to share and want to want to have the opportunity, I want to tell you firstly that I don't take this lightly. Like I really do ask God, what is it that you want to share with people? What is it that you want to to have there? So this morning I want to share a message, and I'm just bringing up my notes, and I've titled this message. It's the little things. It's the little things. I think the little things are incredibly important and I want to talk about the little things that happen in our life. But first I want to talk about coffee. I want to talk about coffee because that uh, is a substance that many of us consume and, and drink. And until I was about 27 years of age, I would be what you would call an anti coffee evangelist. Uh, I would be a person who would say, don't drink coffee. Coffee is terrible. Why would you be relying on a substance and all this kind of stuff? And I used to try, I, I tried drinking coffee before and I just did not like it. And then I heard a message actually preached in a church uh, where the preacher said, it's not about the coffee that you had. It's, it's not about coffee, but it may have been about the coffee experience that you had. Uh, and that sometimes people don't like coffee uh, because they've only experienced bad coffee. And he likened it to sometimes people don't like church because all they've had is a bad experience of church. And literally as a result of this one message ringing around in my head, I went and I tried a coffee and I remember to this day, friends of mine, uh, Andy and Hannah, they got married and as you do between the ceremony and the reception, you've got to find something to do while they're all off taking their photos. I wasn't a part of the bridal party. So we went to a cafe and in this cafe, I remember to this day, I was in a cafe in Newmarket waiting for the time for us to be able to go to the reception. I went and ordered what was now going to be infamously my first coffee. Now it wasn't my first coffee, but it was the first coffee because it was the first coffee I had that started me on my journey of drinking coffee. And I ordered a macchiato, which is quite a strong coffee. Uh, it's like um, or it's like a coffee where you get the espresso shot and then they put a touch of milk in it. And I don't know why, I think it was the message, but I had this coffee. And for the first time in my life, I thought to myself, I don't hate this. I don't hate this. And so anyway, it started me on this journey of drinking coffee and I went and, and I had a, a coffee. And so I would start with flat whites and I would have a flat white with two sugars. And then I remember the day where everything changed for me uh, as I'm drinking this. I'd have flat white with two sugars because now I was drinking coffees and I'd have it out there. And one day I went and ordered a coffee uh, at, at a cafe and I went there and I knew the barista behind the, 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 the machine that they was making and I knew that they are going to make me a great coffee so that's always a good start. And I said to them, cool, can I grab a couple of sugars? And he went to reach and grab the sugars and they'd run out. And he'd run out there and he says, oh no worries, let me go get some sugar. And he said, but actually Andy, why don't you try this coffee without any sugars? The coffee is on point today. And it's really dialed in. I think you'll like it. Just give it a go. And I remember taking a sip of this coffee this day and really going, you know what? This is fine. I don't need any sugar. 
I said, don't worry about that sugar. Let me just drink this as it is. And all of a sudden, that one moment, that little moment there, I went from a two sugar person to a no sugar thing, which led me on down the track to becoming a long black drinker. Now I can drink an espresso straight and I'll just I'll enjoy and I'll savor it. It's the little things that take you on a journey. And I want to talk to you about the little things in our lives and how they impact us. And I want to read to you from the book of Luke chapter 5. And I want to read to you from verse 1. And it says this, Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed into him to listen to the word of God. And he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And then verse 5, Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in other boats and they were soon and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me for I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that he had caught as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were amazed. Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Verse 11. Listen to this. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. They left everything and followed Jesus. Now, this story here in the Bible, if you're not familiar with it, is a story about men who were fishermen. Okay, it was their job. They knew what they had done. And they had just spent the night out fishing. And they'd had one of those days fishing where it's just no fun. I don't know if you've ever been fishing much. I've been fishing with my father-in-law. And sometimes I've gone out fishing with him. And I've loved spending time with him. But you know what? It's not been that much fun. Because he's the type of fisherman that will go and go and go until we've got some fish in there. And we'll go. And he will keep going. And then you hear Bianca as her dad. Hours and hours and hours. And I went out fishing one time and it was a winter's day. And we went to the first spot, no, no, no joy. Went to the second spot, no joy. Went to the third spot, no joy. Where it was like, I know where we go, where we're definitely going to catch some fish. Went out to this fourth spot. We traveled for an extra half an hour to get out there in some choppy ocean and just no joy. And did I say it was winter? So it was cold on the boat and it was gusty and it was windy and it was choppy. And my fingers were numb from like chopping up the frozen bait and putting it on the fish hooks and nothing was happening. And it was just not a great experience. Experience. I think we had a few nibbles and we, we threw back some undersized snapper and we had no fish in the bin that day. It was terrible. And these guys here in the Bible, these fishermen, had a terrible night's fishing. I like to think that they had a night kind of like that day that I had up fishing where they were there and just nothing was going right. It was all terrible. It was all there. And so at least their day was redeemed somewhat when they come in and Jesus is speaking. There's this crowds and they have this amazing teacher that goes out there. And then this moment happens. The Bible records it there. At the end of Jesus's teaching, as he's finished doing this, it's been a long day. They've been out. They've been cleaning. They've been washing. The Bible says they've been washing up. Like they've been out there. They've done all this stuff. And then Jesus says, hey, why don't you go on out and give it another go? Go on out, take it out and just go a little bit deeper. And I don't know about you, but if I was those fishermen, 
I'd be probably thinking to myself, you're a great preacher, but I'm the fisherman. I know what's up. I know where the fish bite. I know where the spots are. And they're, but they have this moment and they go and they listen to him. And all of a sudden, because they listen to him in that one moment, that one moment where they decide, you know what, we'll go out, we'll give it another go. Their boat was overwhelmed by the amount of fish. The amount of fish was so much that the Bible records and says that two vessels were too, like it was too much almost for two vessels. They were on the verge of sinking. And then Jesus says these famous lines. He says, you know what, now you are going to become fishers of people. He speaks to their future. He speaks to their purpose. He speaks to their identity and who they are going to be. And as soon as they landed, the Bible says they left everything and they followed Jesus. And in our lives, we look for moments that are so huge and big like this. In our lives, we look for these life-changing transformational moments where, where life can turn on its heels. But you know what? It's often found in the little things. Do you know, there was a moment in that story that we don't even really think about, but it's a moment that each and every one of us experience daily hourly, almost every moment when we make the little decisions about what we're going to do, what our attitude is going to be like, how we're going to tune in, whether or not we're going to go out there. And unless they had made that little decision to say, you know what, I am going to give it a go. I am going to listen to this guy. I'm actually going to go out there. I'm going to put my nets down. I am going to go a little bit deeper. I am going to press in. If they had missed that little moment, then nothing else would have changed for them. And in these moments, where we see things. And I want to tell you right now, God is, I believe, is challenging me and I believe he's challenging people to not be looking necessarily for the life transformational moments in our lives, but be looking for the little things, the little things that lead to those moments. And it's when we are obedient to what God's saying that it will lead to other things. See, in this story, they're there and they're obedient to the little things and it leads to a word from God. If they hadn't have said yes, it wouldn't have come to that word from God. From now on, you were going to be fishers from men. It leads to a calling. You know what? When we're obedient in the little things, it, it leads to us discovering who our callings are, to who we are called to be. You know, when we're obedient and we listen to those little things, it gives direction in our life. So often we're thinking about the big 180 degree turn where someone's life is changed and transformed. But actually sometimes all God's looking for is just another step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, Maybe sometimes all God is looking for is a slight course change where you're going here and he goes, just go this way a little bit more. Just go this way a little bit more. Why don't you just be a little bit more sold out for me? And you know what? When God gives you direction, he, he will do it in something you're familiar in. Yeah. This is the great thing that I love about God is that God's not asking us to jump off the deep end. He goes to the fishermen, go out and fish. He doesn't say, hey, fishermen, go and build a temple. He doesn't say to the fishermen, go and learn how to, to make garments. He doesn't go to the fishermen, hey, why don't you cook up a massive feast? He says to the fishermen, go out and fish. And God in our life speaks to us in the things that we're familiar with. And he's not asking us to take massive transformational steps in where we are and turn our lives upside down. What God says is, hey, in the place that you are right now, with what's familiar with you, what's known for you. I want you to be faithful and take the little steps there. You may be tired. You may have tried before. You may have been unsuccessful. But when a word comes from God, it changes everything. These guys, they had tried it. They'd been out there. They know what to do. They could have said, I know better because I have experience. 
I had know-how. But when God says, you know what, I want you to go out and try it again, something shifts. So I want to read to you about another story in the Bible about where this happens. And it's found in 2 Kings chapter 5. And there's a guy in there by the name of Naaman. And I want to read to you about this incredible encounter of what happens in Naaman's life where he has a moment in the small things where it could have gone one way or another. And it says this, 2 Kings chapter 5. And I'm going to read there from verse 3. It says this, One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. And the letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel had read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. The king's thinking, man, what's going on? This guy's just like, he wants to, to give an excuse uh, for me to attack him. And then he says there, but there, but verse 8, but when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited on the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent his message out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would have certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord as God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and Varna and Pfeiffa better than any of those rivers in Israel? Why should I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned away and went away in a rage. Verse 13, but his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself in seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Now, this story here is so indicative, I feel, of in our own lives, in our own personal walks, how often it is that we look to God and we come and go, you know what? I believe that if I do this, if I present these big things, like he came with all this gold and silver, all this wealth, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go and and, and I'm going to do this. And the man of God doesn't even come to him. He just says to him and gives him a simple instruction, something that he was well capable of doing, that if you would just simply go on the river, dip in seven times, you'll be healed. And he thinks to himself, this is ridiculous. This is so simple. Man, I could, like, I could, I didn't even need to come from my own country. I could have just done this at home. In fact, my rivers back home, they're better than this. And this is just something so simple and so easy and so ridiculous. And then fortunately for Naaman, he had some good people around him that said, hey, if he'd asked you to do something difficult, climb to the tallest mountain and pick this rare flower and ingest it while there's a a lunar eclipse going on. Wouldn't you have tried to do that? Wouldn't you have done everything there? Why don't you just try the simple, easy thing that is right before you, given to you by God, 
and see what will happen. And sometimes God is saying to us right now that we're looking for something that is way more overcomplicated, that we have to have it all together, that we have to be all this and that. And he's saying, you know what? I just want you to take the simple step. I just want you to take the little thing in your life. I don't want you to look for all those complicated things. In Luke 16, 10, it says this, if you're faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large things. God is saying right now, in the moment where you're at, and the simple things of life that are before you, would you take an opportunity that's there? Sometimes you go, you know what? I don't have the opportunities that other people have. And we go and we excuse ourselves from going and stepping out and taking the little things because we don't have the resources. We don't have the finances. We don't have the connections that maybe other people have. But the Bible says so plain and clear that if we are faithful in a little, with the little that we do have that's right before us, that actually God will then allow us to have greater opportunities that come. So what is the little thing that God is asking you to do today? What is the simple yeah, thing that yeah. is in your life today? I, I was praying, and I'm going to put out some suggestions there, and these may or may not apply for you, but I believe some of these here are personal words from God as you hear the sound of my voice that actually God is going to speak to you there. Because maybe the little thing God is saying to you today is to stop going into the snooker room with that bunch of people because they're a bad influence on you. That actually maybe you need to change how your break is. Maybe God is speaking to you and he's saying right now to no longer go along with the gossip that's spoken about someone and speak up and say, you know what, that's not right about that person. Maybe God is speaking to you today and he's saying, I want you to be generous with the little that you do have. Stop waiting to have a lot in order to start. Maybe God is saying to you today that he's saying to you, actually, I'm challenging you today to speak well of your boss. No longer bag your boss with the rest of your teammates. Maybe God is saying to you today, I want you to stop putting sugar into your coffee. Maybe like, you know what? That sugar thing there is such a little thing, but I know a person at my workplace and they've stopped putting sugar in their coffee because it's one little step that they can do to help improve the diet. It may seem like a little, but actually you'll use a little. Maybe God is saying that to you. Maybe God is saying to you, turn up on time. Maybe God is saying to you, don't be late anymore. Maybe he's saying, don't take advantage of your break times like you've known before. What are the little things in your life right now that God is saying? It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be life-changing, world-changing, all this thing that's going to alter everything in one moment. But actually, it could be just the little, simple things that God is saying to you today. What can you do today? Don't let your age be a barrier, whether you're young or old or in middle life in a midlife crisis. Don't let your, 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 your bank account balance be the thing that goes to you and right now. Don't let your health be yeah. the thing that stops you out from there because we still have the ability to speak. We still have the ability to listen. We still have the ability to, to, to do whatever it is in our life right now. The simple little things. Zechariah 4.10 says this, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. God is here in the moment, and He wants to be a part of your beginning. He wants to be a part of your story. And I feel so strong in my spirit that actually it's so easy for us to dismiss what God is calling us to do because it seems too big, too large, too hard. 
But yet, he says, would you do a small thing? Would you do a little thing? Would you give a little bit more of your time? Would you be a bit more generous with your words? Would you be a bit more honoring with how you speak to someone? Would you stop allowing you to be a conduit of gossip, to be someone that allows things to go on and actually in just a small way, Maybe God is saying to you, I just want you to reach out to your neighbor and befriend them. Say a friendly word. They might always be that snarling like neighbor that's always grumpy. And you just be a, a, a voice that's out there to be friendly. You never know the impact that your small things will do. I want to share a story that in my workplace, I get all sorts of people. I'm obviously quite a people person and a little bit out there. And I always come with a smile on my face and I and there. And we get people that are, are that are not, not always so smiley that turn up and maybe you might call them grumpy. You might call them a bit of it of like just, you know, just a little bit annoyed at life. And they don't always come in there. But yet when they come into our space and they come into my environment, come into my front desk, come into my workplace, they come into what I can give to them. Come on. And I can give them a smile. Yeah. I can give them a friendly welcome in the mornings. And this one lady came in and she was quite extroverted and uh, introverted rather. And she keeps to herself. And, and as we greeted her each morning, we would say these things. And after being in our workspace for just one week, she says, you know what? I really love coming here. I love coming in here and knowing that I'm going to get greeted here with a smile. I would never know that because she would... Not usually say that. She doesn't always replicate a, hey, Andy, how you doing? And come across and we have a good chat over the coffee and, and talk. But actually, she says, you know what? It brightens my day. It sets my day right. And I didn't realize that when I grabbed a desk here and worked here, that it was going to impact my work in such a, a, a big way. And in our lives, God is saying to us, what are the little things that you yeah. can give? Right now, don't wait until you have more knowledge, more money, more influence, more whatever. There's always going to be something more on your life. Do you realize that? There's always going to be something more that you can receive. Because if there isn't, then you might as well die and go to heaven. Because if you've reached the pinnacle, then that's it. You're done. But actually, if there's something more, then God wants... Don't wait for that something more in order for it to be released into our life. Use what you have now. Use the little that you do have now and it will be added into you. It will be added into you. And I love what happened there with, with, with Jesus and the disciples and Luke. And I want to I reiterate that right now for us in our lives, people, as you're here in this place, some of us are waiting for a moment that's bigger than what we can give. Some of us are waiting for a moment for resources that we don't have. That will never come until we are faithful in the little, until we are faithful in the simple. And Jesus replied to them, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and they followed Jesus. Do you know right now in our lives, we we don't know the moment that's just around the corner. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen this afternoon, this week, next week, next month. But what we can do is take our moments today. We can be generous with our words. We can be generous with our time. We can be generous with the resources we do have. And say, you know what, God, take what I do have right now. I will make this moment. Don't make it so complicated and hard and and, and go, you know what, I can't do this. 
Do what you can do today in order to unlock what God wants to unlock for tomorrow. God, I pray right now for every single person. God, as they hear this message, as they hear this, God, that you would challenge us in the little things, the simple things. God, it is the small things that you want to move in our lives. And God, I pray right now that I I see so clearly as I'm praying right now that there is breakthrough waiting and ready to come for some people. That, that, that as you're there, where to, whatever your situation is, that breakthrough is just around the corner and that to be faithful in the little things. And so God, I pray that you would give us your spirit, Lord, to help us to, to go from this place and to activate those little things in our lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.